co-founder and president of Track Selling, Ron Holmes' footprint in the world of sales is literally worldwide. Instructing thousands of classes on cutting-edge sales tactics, Ron continues to advance careers in all industries. Carrie and I had the opportunity to experience track selling this past spring, and we can both attest to the applicable value and promise of advancing sales successes found within this course. My first time through track selling, I presented on Sales Club to a class for recruiting members. The previous class, we had recruited one member. However, after using the track selling way, we recruited 10 members the next time we presented. Tune in to learn more about the mind behind the masterpiece, Ron Holm. Hello, thank you for tuning into After Office Hours, a University of Minnesota Duluth Sales Club podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Carrie. And today we have with us um, one of Track Selling's founders and is now running the whole show. Today we have with us Ron Holm. Ron, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Uh, wonderful to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. We are joyed to have you on today. Um, what have you been up to recently? Well, we've, uh, over the past year, adapting our sales training process for a, a virtual world, uh, moving what we do in, in terms of professional sales training from a classroom, which our company's done for more than 60 years, to a Zoom platform. So it's been a pretty epic effort, and uh, uh, we've enjoyed it, and we're enjoying good success here as we uh, launch into 2021. Yeah, that's definitely great to hear and definitely a similar situation than we've been dealing with, with going through school and transforming into a virtual platform. Um, I would just like to start going right into the questions here. So our first question for you is, what does a typical morning look like for you? This can be as specific as you want or it can be broad, but we just like to hear about what an everyday morning looks like. Well, there's a wonderful expression that suggests that uh, sales professionals are made in the morning. You know, it's often said that people are hired because of their IQ and fired because of their EQ, their, their emotional quotient, emotional resiliency. So one of the things that we've uh, encouraged our participants in our workshops for decades is to um, start off their day, their morning, with things that sort of put on their emotional armor. And so those can be things that uh, are, uh, you know, inspiring to them, motivating to them, encouraging to them, and perhaps even brings them to, uh, you know, a tear of uh, gratitude and appreciation, humility as they begin the day. So I think if, if we do those things in the morning that allow ourselves to have that emotional resiliency and buoyancy, it's really required because of how contentious the world is and lack of civility that we're experiencing that if we, uh, if we can take care of number one in that regard, uh, then the rest of the day goes a lot better because we do have that emotional resiliency uh, going forward. I love that answer. I think that's uh, very relatable to quite a few of our listeners here today, just kind of waking up, throwing on your armor and rolling into the day and taking it uh, one task at a time. Thank you for that, Ron. And, and the beauty of it is, you know, it's different for different people. 
what inspires one person uh, will be different f uh, from person to person. And so I think we need to each find uh, what resonates within us and uh, nurture that and, and uh, grow it. And, you know, you can do that for decades and still have, uh, that'll help you become a better, rounded, more successful human being uh, through the years and decades ahead. Absolutely. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Emotional resiliency. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our second question. Ron, I have a wonderful book by the name of World Class Selling. I'm sure you've heard of it here and there. Um, besides that book, what is the book that you've been given most as a gift or one that has greatly influenced your life? Well, uh, there's certainly a lot of wonderful business texts and uh, sort of on secular topics, professional topics. Um, some of those more recently are, you know, how to uh, be more effective communicators. And I don't know if that I have a specific title for you as much as maybe a genre. Uh, going back to my comment earlier on that emotional resilience in the morning, uh, scriptures are very helpful to me, and I've probably given out many <laughs> copies of that mm -hmm. through the years. Uh, I guess a couple of specific titles. There's a book called Mindset. Mm. It talks about uh, being willing to take on new challenges. I've given out quite a few copies of that. Uh, so that's uh, those are among the first ones that uh, come to mind. Yeah, for Kayla and I and also our listeners, we're definitely always looking for new things to read, especially inspirational books that will help us to better our sales tactics. So thank you for sharing that with us. I will then move into our third question, which I think is my favorite question we have to ask. So metaphorically speaking, say you could have a billboard anywhere with anything on it meaning that you would be getting your message out to potentially millions or billions of people. What would that billboard say and why would it say that? Yeah, great question. One of the expressions we use in track selling is this. A sales professional makes a sales call for one reason only, to be of service. And so if I was going to populate a billboard that many people would see in sales, that would be it, is how to sell. Uh, as sales professionals, we're not there to sell anything. We're there to be of service. And the great news is, is that as we serve the needs of others, help them feel their needs and solve their problems, the money follows. But if we can have that attitude of how much can I serve this one, how can I help them be more successful at whatever it is they're trying to be successful at, uh, that creates not only success, but also a lot of uh, feelings of gratification and well-being throughout, uh, throughout our career. Ron, I've implemented the uh, being of service. I've implemented that billboard into more conversations, essays, <laughs> papers than I can probably count now in the last uh, year and a half here. Thank you for that answer. Well, you know, we, we often ask, uh, you know, why does a sales rep make a sales call? And I think, uh, especially in years past, the prevalent answer was to make a sale. Mm -hmm. But when they consider that the only reason we're there is to try and help them be successful, it relaxes the sales rep. It uh, allows them to focus on the needs of the person they're talking about rather than their own self-serving needs. And it's a great way to live, great way to sell. It absolutely is. I actually just had a conversation with a Milwaukee sales rep in Home Depot two Fridays ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
we were talking about, well, how do you sell hand power tools, which there's so many of them, they're hard to learn. And he said, well, just find the one that matches your customer best. Uh, just kind of be of service to them. And thought of you right away, Ron. Well, I often think of you, Kayla, when you went through our workshop a year ago. I mentioned to you the day before we started, Kayla, we've got some people in this workshop and selling for 10, 15, 20 years. We're going to do these small three-person breakout rooms. How would you feel if we asked you to lead some of those discussions? And uh, your response was, bring it on. Yes, I want to do on. this. <laughs> and uh, so I've, that's always stuck with me is the, uh, the courage that you have and a, a great example for all of us. Thank you, Ron. Uh, thank you. <laughs> all right. We will move on here to our next question. Um, in the last five years, what's something you changed your mind about, Ron? Something that you may have been passionate about before, but your passion may have taken on a different direction or something that you have uh, gained passion in? Oh, great questions. Um, I think something that I've gained even more passion about is family first. This idea of, of maintaining balance, and I know that's a bit of a metaphor that we like to say, you know, you got to have life and work quality balance. But I found that the, uh, the philosophy of family first has really served well. That when it comes to, do you sacrifice some of the things you could do at work or sacrifice things you could do with your family, uh, be it family first. And that's been such a great source of uh, stability and uh, it's you know been a legacy we've been able to pass on to our kids. This idea of two things that parents can give their children is one is roots and the other is wings. And I think as we teach them correct principles and they learn to govern themselves and as they choose great marriage partners, uh, I've really seen the fruits of that philosophy of family first. So I, I think that's become even more important to me as I've continued to mature through the years and decades. Yeah, I love that that's something that you recently found and have become more passionate about. I think that our listeners can really learn a lot from that, especially just getting into the professional world and just taking a step back and realizing how important family is um, and not to forget that as you're moving in and being so busy doing other things, doing more professional things, just to keep that in the back of your mind. So that was a piece of advice in a way, but our next question asks, what advice would you give to a smart, a driven person who is just about to start their career? And is there any, any advice that you think they should ignore? Uh, I think this idea of being a, a great communicator is something that can be lost in tech stacks and a, a lot of... Uh, you know, analytics. Uh, so for people that are going into sales, it's been our experience for, for many decades that about 75% of our selling success is based on how well we create rapport and build trust and then truly understand the needs, wants, and desires of our prospect. And I think of regardless, if, if you're going into any white-collar profession, the ability to understand and communicate, relate, and then be able to adapt, you know, have that conversational agility and situational awareness that can be a learned skill, but certainly comes with experience as well, that if people learn to treasure that, of how can I be more mindful, uh, more aware of the current situation, 
and have the conversational agility to reflect that. Those are wonderful skills to develop while you're still in your 20s. Conversational agility. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so with that... Kayla, uh, Kayla, I might mention one of the phrases you gave us in our workshop, intentional listening. I've, I'm still yes. holding on to that. Yes. Being a great listener, so let that be the PS to conversational agility is being an intentional listener. Copyright Kayla Nelson. <laughs> That's something that I'm still <laughs> working on every day here, for sure. It's uh, Conversational listening is definitely something that I may never perfect, and I'm all right with that. Something that I can work with every single day. Very good. All right, Ron. So we have a question that we have asked all of our guests so far, and that is to... Um, to give our next guest a question to answer and then can you answer it yourself however before we get into that question which Carrie will ask um, we would like you to answer our previous guest's question which is can you share a mistake you made and what did you learn from it um, I think I, I was I've been hired and fired uh, several times before I became a solopreneur or entrepreneur more than 30 years ago, and I think when I was in the corporate world, when they had a reduction in force or whatever uh, soft language you want to uh, couple with the word being fired, uh, that I took it as a poor reflection on what I was doing wrong. And so it became sort of a, you go through a sort of a dark period after that, and I think now if looking back on it, I would have realized there's just other situations at hand that are outside of my control. It's no reflection on me personally. And to just keep doing the right things and, and things will work out. So I think that's something that I, I would have done differently is, is don't let uh, the other things swirling around us have as much ef effect on us as it did. Mm -hmm. And now I've learned to take that more in stride and let's just, uh, let's just keep going. Great lesson my dad taught me, Ron, just keep trying. I've held on to that mantra for uh, more than 60 years. Yeah, I really like that mantra from your dad there. And I think that it's important for people in our positions who are going into the professional world to see that if you are removed from a position or you find out you don't like it anymore, um, that's a sign that you're helping to narrow down what you do really want to be doing for a living and what position you should be in. So it's you can look at it more as an opportunity than as a failure. So I like that you shared that with us. As my uh, as my dad says, he still doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. At <laughs> least well, still got time. Right, right. All right. And like Kayla mentioned before that last question, we do have a question. We ask all of our guests that come on the show. So what is a question that you would like our next guest to answer? And if you are able to answer it yourself, that would be great, but maybe it's a question that you don't have the answer to. Yeah, I think something that I've come to treasure more is this idea of uh, continuous improvement and having a process for continuing continuous improvement. Uh, so the question might be, what are some areas in your life that the idea of continuously improve is front of mind for you? Maybe that's the, that's the quote. Uh, as far as what I'm doing in that area, uh, my business partners, uh, Mike and Lisa Thomas, and uh, we're, we're in constant mm. communication, but every quarter uh, we, we uh, use what's called a 12-week year. It's a book by Brian Moran, uh, 
where instead of having annual goals, you have quarterly goals. And so every 12 weeks, you sort of anchor and adjust and reassess, saying, okay, what, what's the focus? What do we want to improve on over the next 12 weeks? And 12 weeks is a short enough period where you can maintain urgency and momentum and still accomplish some great things, but also be able to adapt to changing world conditions. Uh, there's a wonderful quote by... Um, uh, his name will come to me in, in a moment, who says, in times of drastic change, it's the learners that inherit the future. The learned find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. And that was from Eric Hoffer, who's an American philosopher. And so this idea that we, we need to be continually learning and adapting and improving, and like Kayla says, that's, that's a lifelong pursuit and will go on beyond this life that uh, is, is exciting and exhilarating, uh, keeps us animated as we go through the uh, ups and downs of day-to-day. -day. Absolutely. That was a wonderful question and a wonderful answer. I cannot wait to see what our next guest answers um, that question with. Um, Ron, that is all the questions that we have for you today. Um, do you have any questions for us before you hop off? Well, I'd love to hear your answers to that last question, when it's convenient for you. All right. Would you be able to repeat the question one more time just so we are yes. able to answer it? Yeah, well, sir, what's, what's the process at hand that you're most interested in continuously improving upon, you, you in your you know, early 20s? Uh, and then be able to adopt that principle of how do I continue to improve in the years and decades ahead uh, that's that, that will help you. So maybe that's a habit or a, a ritual we might encourage you to uh, adopt here while you're at your uh, young age. Absolutely. I would say uh, right now mine is definitely time management. Uh, I actually wrote out my day-to-day. -day. I have four hours and 20 minutes of a <laughs> workload, and I wrote it out minute by minute. So I'm just going to kind of give myself that time today. And if I don't do that, um, my time management kind of goes down the drain. So it's uh, I'm trying to build a build a clean habit in that. And then uh, with time management too, I'm trying to manage my time to a point where I can make time for uh, other the greater joys in life, such as reading and exercising. Uh, I'm a big runner. I love running. I just unfortunately haven't had time yet this uh, this week to go for a run. It's finals week here at UMD, so that's part of the reason why. But mm -hmm. yeah, I would say that's kind of my uh, biggest thing that I'm trying to adapt to here in the here and now is time management and making room for those other joys in life outside of work. Wonderful. And Kayla, as we've talked about the importance of rewarding yourself, get yes. through final, yeah. get through finals week. You might want to go down to Red Lobster there on Canal Park. <laughs> <laughs> Green Mill Pizza on Canal Park. Oh my goodness, yes. So go get some of those biscuits. <laughs> Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay. Yes, yes. Well, this has been delightful. I, I commend you for initiating this, uh, this podcast series. Uh, it's been delightful to be with uh, both of you today. Yes, Ron, uh, thank you so much for your time here today. It's been an absolute joy to hear your voice again. And um, hopefully, well, I know we'll be keeping in contact here as the year rolls on. All right, everyone, Ron Holm from Track Selling. I'm sure you'll see his name and hear about Track Selling here around LSBE. If you're from outside of LSBE, uh, I would highly suggest reaching out to Ron. He is an incredible man doing incredible things in the world of sales for 
sales professionals starting off and sales professionals that have been in the profession for over 30 years. So Ron Holm, everybody, thank you. And my mentor and the author of the book you mentioned earlier would say good luck and good selling, everyone. Yes. Thank you. Good luck and good selling. Thank you, everybody.